Hello and welcome back to The Drop Zone. I'm your host, Sean Zock. In the studio, we have Dylan DeChair, as always. But we've also got three others in the room today. We've got Josh Burhau, Alan Bastable, and Luke Curtinine. You know all of them from their work at golf.com. This is the annual Bold Predictions podcast. We are creating bold predictions for the 2020 calendar year. It could happen in January, June, December. It's going to happen in 2020. We've got five of them for you. I will play host. I'll do my best to fact check, and I'll also pepper them with questions that they need to answer. It's time to get bold. We'll go with Dylan first. Dylan DeChair, member of the Drop Zone. You're comfortable here. What is your bold prediction for 2020? Sean, you'll remember a guy named Tiger Woods from last year's Masters. Uh, yeah. He, he was the winner, but this year there's a different event on the schedule, one that he has actually never played in his career. I'm talking about the Olympics. Okay. Tiger Woods is going to go to the Olympics. He's going to qualify. That's a big point. That is not bold. He's going to go. Remind us what he needs to do to qualify. Uh, he needs to finish. Well, effectively, he needs to finish in the top four Americans in the world ranking. By a certain point, it's like June 21st or something like that. All right, so he'll do that. summer. That's not that crazy. And then he will head to the Olympic Games and win a bronze medal. <laughs> because the winner of the gold medal at the Olympic Games will be Hideki Matsuyama. That is my bold prediction for 2020. Hideki will go to Japan and bring home the gold. Is it close between gold and, and bronze? Oh, it's close. He's going to be sweating down the stretch. He's going to have to do a little better under pressure than he did at the Zozo Championship this year. Or the year, Skins game? Where he was right in the mix, and then he bladed the hell out of a bunker shot on the 18th hole when he was trying to tie Tiger. Yeah, so Hideki and Tiger have kind of had some matches in Japan lately. It's going to be a little bit of a repeat of that showdown, but Hideki has played well traditionally over the years when he heads to Asia. He's won a bunch of Japan Tour events. You know, he obviously finished runner-up at the Zozo this year, and he's been playing better than people kind of give him credit for. He's not at the he's not peak Hideki by any means. Yeah. But he's kind of hanging around What there. will happen in Japan if their native son wins the Olympics in well, Tokyo? I was not there for this year's Zozo, but just from judging from the photos, the videos, the people showed up in droves to see the action. So I feel like Hideki, would, he would just be more and more beloved than ever. I think it's going to be an all-time Japan sports moment. Do we think Tiger cares about the Olympics? I mean, he's obviously accomplished everything there I is think to so. accomplish I think in golf. I'm not suggesting he's not. I think it's an interesting topic that hasn't really been talked about. Mm, yeah. Um, he's he's he, mentioned it. Yep. He's like, I would like to well, be on that team. You know, right. I mean, everyone's going to say that, right? Well, I guess that wasn't the case last year. But, <laughs> Depends if there's Zika in Japan. Yeah. I think people would generally agree that Tiger is a patriot, right, given his father's military background, all his interests in the military. Mm-hmm. Um but I just wonder, like, it's sort of the one thing that he hasn't accomplished, right? It's like Federer winning a, a medal in the Olympics. He's done everything else. Do you think I mean, that? Do you think that remains? Do you think uh, an Olympic medal would mean more to Tiger than uh, another major one? It's kind of a novelty to him, still probably, right? Because it's it's not like a thing he grew up dreaming of because it didn't exist. It's like this new thing that's been dangled in front of these golfers, and now I think there's more demand this time around, obviously, than last time mm-hmm. to go play it. The guys that went had fun, etc. But I don't know. Tiger has always had this long-range goal of winning major championships. As a sports fan, I bet he always, you know, thought the Olympics were really cool. But it was just never an option until he was 
38 years old and injured. It's going to be interesting to see what happens if Tiger Woods does win a gold medal, let's say, which I know isn't your prediction. Like, how does that how does that affect the greatest of all time debate? Because right now it's been pretty symmetrical, right? There's like, uh, it's very sort of binary. Like, does he have this many majors or doesn't he? But you throw a gold medal in there, so 50 majors plus wins plus a gold medal suddenly you start building a case like the, the olympics yeah. is sort of like a major championship i mean what's your olympics Justin field equivalent on the pga tour anyway i mean that's that's one part of it too if you really want to break it down you know your field isn't necessarily yeah. a wgc field or anything like that or a major tiger's field a, tiger's a big time limited field event winner as a <laughs> All he does how, is win. This is your favorite how thing, that, Sean. How does, that, how does the uh, winning at winning the Olympics compare to like winning the Hero World Challenge as far as strength of field? Hmm. Honestly, That's probably easier to win the Olympics, right? Because there's fewer of those top American stars compared to the Hero. I'll take a look for you. Keep talking. Cool. Maybe not easier. I will say there's always this interesting comparison made when you're talking about the legacy of NBA players. I can't remember who said it, but somebody said that the sooner you get to Olympic gold medalist, the, the worse that player's career has probably been. Yeah. You know, if that's like third on your resume, if mm-hmm. you're an NBA player, probably not a great sign. So the Olympic golf competition, strength of field 2016, 285, which is not that great. It's about the equivalent of like the CIMB classic in the fall series. The Hero World Challenge is 261. So not that far off. But as you recall, the Brazil Olympic like field was pretty bad. Yeah. Justin Rose was like the best player in the field yeah. and he ended up winning. And the other two guys who are the best people down there ended up taking second and third. So can we assume that everybody's going to want to play or at least say they're going to want to play this year? Well, yes. silver medalist Given. Rory McIlroy is yes, probably going to. That was my next so, question. Mm. I was actually going to counter your Tiger point and say the ironic pick to win this year would be Rory McIlroy. You know, it was last year, wasn't it the, I don't know if it's my job <laughs> to grow the game comments, majors, right? Yeah. Wasn't that, um, he said that at the open. Yeah. And now, would a 180 to all of a sudden go to the Olympics and now he's, you know, kind of changed his attitude a little bit. And I guess you don't have the Zika scare, which I don't know if that was more of an excuse or an actually legit thing for some of these BS. guys. But if, I'm, my pick is Rory to win the Olympics, Dylan. Mm-hmm. Um, on top of that, though, think of how bizarre it is for Tiger to win a bronze medal. If he got a silver or bronze medal, I mean, we don't really award second and third place in golf. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, and Tiger, remember the Curtis Strange interview? Like, well, if second sucks or whatever he said about it. Second sucks so and third So think of Tiger having a bronze. Like yeah, yeah. So think of Tiger sitting up there with a bronze medal yeah. and, like, Patrick Reed's next to him with a gold. Like, I mean, it's, it's kind of weird to think about that he would be honored for not being first in something and if what his mindset would be around that yeah i mean honestly like it would probably turn into a negative for tiger woods right mm. like well you know he did only win that bronze medal that one time like i, I can't see that being a positive tiger, tiger on the podium will be an iconic image yeah he won't third be on the podium is going to be an iconic image for all the wrong reasons <laughs> okay maybe that might be fair uh i'm looking forward to at the end of qualification if things hold up the way they do now tiger woods and patrick cantlay would be battling it out for that final american spot and you can imagine where the public sentiment is going to be on that one yeah uh last question what what medal would tiger have to win for it to be a greater medal than his presidential medal of freedom wow like uh, like on the mantle like could the gold medal unseat that surpass as the, most the important medal to him or is that impossible honestly you're suggesting it's on the mantle I mean, what, what is on t- does Tiger keep anything on his mantle? Like, on the proverbial mantle. It's in a box in his attic somewhere. I do think he was pretty into that Medal of Freedom. Okay. 
I think he really liked that a lot. I'm trying to think. Probably is, because is this, of his dad. Is this bold? Is, I'm giving you the exact podium results here. Okay. Tiger third, Hideki uh, first, Rory second. I don't right. know why I said it in that order. <laughs> if you got a trifecta like that in the uh, I mean, in the Kentucky Derby, where there's a much smaller field, people would be going crazy. This is the bold take podcast. I thought you were going to come out here trying to explain why Sweden is a dark horse pick in the mm. Olympics next time around. Well, maybe if it was a team event like it should be. We could have that discussion. All right. Well, let's move on to the next one. Uh, I'll give you like a five out of 10 in terms of boldness there with the potential to change that. Speaking of Tiger Woods, Alan Bastable has a bold prediction for Tiger Woods in 2020. Well, I'd like to thank you for welcoming this podcast because it's probably been about eight months since I've been in this room. So thank you for that. Uh, But it is a natural segue, and this is way bolder than Dylan's take. (laughs) I think it's quite possible that Tiger won't even be physically – physically able to play in the Olympics. Whoa. So, listen, everyone knows what Tiger's done, right, over the last year. It's been incredible to watch. No one's questioning his ability to beat anybody on the planet. I think what we often forget is how fragile this guy's body is. Yes. Right? So, we don't need to go too far back to 2014, 2015, three back surgeries. Uh, He had the, the... whatever the issue was with the disc between the two vertebrae couldn't repair it right yep. so he goes and gets the fusion. Fusion. fusion now a lot has been spoken about the surgery obviously it's been successful usually you know right away whether it worked or not okay with in tiger's case clearly it did what's less clear is how long yeah this Sustance. fusion Sustance. will it'll last but but will pain start to creep back Right, it's not a permanent fix. I remember you talking about this early on, saying yeah. that Davis Love has gone through this. Yeah, other players, uh, I think Freddie Couples. Or... Let's not forget about Dudley Hart. <laughs> right, he right. had his back fused, and he actually—he's he's an example of a guy who I just read this. I didn't know this. The dud. <laughs> he, he had very—he had no success. He came back, and within weeks, he couldn't play more than two rounds without severe pain. Oof. Yikes! So, do you think that the doc in Texas is kind of like? playing with house money right now like yeah. wow tiger's crushing it well, who knows what's I'm sure, coming i'm sure that guy's schedule is full i mean what he did for tiger like i said you know all the experts that were asked about it after the masters was like this is nothing short of a miracle that he came back as soon as he did and played pain free yeah uh this is very much like sort of there's not a whole lot of people who have done this forget about athletes okay forget about golfers who put all that stress on their back um this is like Tiger sort of in uncharted territory. So, and given his track record of all the other issues, right? He had the knee surgery in August. I just am concerned. Okay. That where's a year the prediction? From now, Have you said it yet? What the actual bold take is? What's the well, prediction? The, the take is that his body's going to start falling apart again soon. Okay. And everyone's all bullish about him playing great next year and winning another major. So less than four majors played, something like that, or yeah, that would not surprise me if we get to like the end of next year, maybe British Open, certainly Olympics, where we start to see more issues with Tiger's body. Whether it's his back or another part of him, uh, I would say that is something that could possibly happen next year. I want if, this if not, if, if not is likely to happen <laughs> next a year. Edges, and it's bolder than a bronze medal in the Olympics. Well, you know what's tricky is he's never the most forthcoming person with his injuries, so you never really you know... Never know what's bothering him at the time. I mean, you, you know, you had the KT tape at the British Open. 
um, some things he'll kind of let you know, but for the most part, you're like, he just announces something randomly and you're like, oh, that obviously bothered him for the last three months and we had no idea. Mm-hmm. I do think we're overdue for a Tiger Woods injury, you know? <laughs> he did I, it's, WD it's, it's t- not four months ago. I mean, I saw him at Liberty National walking around like an old man and, uh, you know, when he was playing that. But um, that said, the one thing that does sort of give me pause a little bit is the, the reason why Tiger kept coming back and getting re-injured, I think, is because he wasn't really accepting his injury, whereas it does seem like all the signals now, and Dylan, you could probably speak to this too, is that he has accepted his limitations now and he sort of changed his behavior. Like, he doesn't like hit that many balls anymore. He does a lot of sort of shadow boxing, basically. Um, is I mean, do, do, do you think that plays in? Do you think he is more aware of his limitations Everyone now, therefore says is. is less likely to get injured? Or does that factor in at all? Well, how many how many starts did he have this year? About a it, dozen. It felt, it felt like he 15, played fifteen, fourteen. Yeah, yeah. So I guess I, in twenty nineteen. Yeah, th- that feels like, like that feels like the the sort of like he does not want to be playing any more than that. Um, certainly, the last two weeks, I'm sure, have not been easy on him. Eleven yeah. PGA Tour starts in the calendar year. Yeah, only eleven. And I mean, injuries aside, I mean, you can't compare Tiger to any other golfer, but. Do you know how many golfers 44 or older have won a major? How many? In the modern era. This is throwing out like Tom Morris. Zero, right? A couple right? other guys. No, no. Six guys have done it. Oh. oh. Which actually I think is a guy surprisingly Jack high. Oh. Huh? Guy named Jack Nicholas. A picture of him in the pod the studio. Modern. Yeah, Nicholas. Boros is a guy you always hear because he was 48, the oldest guy to do it. So, you know, Tiger at 44 is, is obviously a better player than any of those guys, yeah. including Jack at 46. But it's an old, old 44. I, I think he's going to push his body in this time, to, like the next three years. Because I think he's cognizant of what you are laying out there. That this surgery is not always sustained forever. Like that pain might come back in some variety. And he probably sees like him at 48 not being phenomenal. Not being as good as he is now. He probably sees 44 through 46 as his timetable. You know, what I don't get is when people are always like, well, he can play till he's fifty. He'll get, he'll get into all the majors until he's fifty. You know, that's thirty more majors. Really, like you're counting on him playing in all the majors from forty six through fifty. I think that's so bullish. What do you, what do you think he is thinking though? Is it I have a few I don't solid he, years yeah. left, so I'm gonna just I'm hit it as hard as it. I can right now, or I'm gonna manage my body and try to get yeah. seven, I eight think more he, years. I think, you think he that's actually a great question. I, I would like to ask Tiger that question. I, I think he went for it this blank. year sneaky more than we gave him credit for. Like he probably shouldn't have played at Beth Page. If he was gonna go out there and get beat by Brooks by nine shots, like on the first day, like he's not he's not able to compete to the level that he wants to. He goes to Pebble. And Wait, that's, why shouldn't he have played at Beth Page? Because he was so run down from the Masters. He talked about it incessantly. I know, but the, 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 it felt like revisionist that, like, history to me. He had, yeah. he won his last start before a month before. But he's if, he's only, if, he's, if he's couching, like, you know, I'm so tired. And then he goes to Pebble and he starts talking about how when it's cold, his back hurts. I yeah, think he was sick so at Beth he's Page, giving too. Us some what the signs. conditions are going to be like. You can't pull out of, out of the PGA after winning the previous Come major on. just yeah. because you're tired. Like, it'd be one thing if he was, like, okay. legitimately injured. Maybe a little bit, like, flagrant saying he shouldn't have played. But I think, in hindsight, he was struggling with some stuff this summer that we are so easily over now because he won in Japan and he's playing okay well, right now. He, he's going – we saw that – any time the weather – even at, even at Pebble, where it was 50s and sort of dank, 
anytime the weather is like that, he's, he's not going to be competitive. He like he, by his own admission. Like, it's got to be fairly warm and yeah. ideally humid, even better. This is also, like, a couple years straight of this happening to a healthy tiger, too, in air quotes, right? Like, he, I know he was emotionally drained after he won the tour championship, but he looked, like, horrible at <laughs> the Hero and at the Ryder Cup, and he just looked so sort of worn down and tired. And he was talking about his body. There were all these studies coming out about his swing speed going down towards the latter half of that season. Like his body was sort of degenerating throughout that season. Mm-hmm. Comes back, refreshed, win the Masters, Tiger's back. And then the same thing happens again. And you're right, like he's not hitting the grindstone, playing a bunch of tournaments all the time, yeah. yet we're still seeing his body break down. He probably has to continue to be even more smarter than he was last year and even smarter than the year before that. Like We've already seen what Phil Mickelson has had to do at 46, 47, 48, and 49. The guy's doing like crazy things to try to stay in it. I think Tiger, probably not capable of pulling off those crazy things. This is a downer of a take. Yeah, what, what Honestly... Play? Can I can I get this in actual take form? Like Tiger Woods will withdraw from X tournament. Well, that's we'll really a downer take. It, it's it is a bit of a buzzkill. I it think just, he said the, three the major starts, not temp, four. Temper your expectations, I would say. Weather wise, though, and dude, you gave him a bronze medal. That's like the ultimate. My take, take was about Hideki. That was just more <laughs> of it. The Tiger was just yeah, an entry but point. That was I you, think, you buried the lead. I think the spicier take would be that Tiger doesn't show up in a major this year because of his injury. Shh. But you mean course, just, is not competitive? Uh, yeah, no, I mean or like doesn't just play? doesn't doesn't start. But of course, that requires actually like I don't yeah, know it's going to be that bad. That's well, bad for all of us. So I don't want I don't want that take. All right, all right, we can move on. Uh, that was a bit of a downer, you know. Tiger winning <laughs> winning bronze, kind of in the middle. Uh, what I want now is one that'll spice us up. I got a positive one. And Josh, we're going to wait for yours. Uh, <laughs> Luke Curtinine Luke <laughs> has wah, wah. potentially the spiciest bold prediction for the 2020 season. Let's hear it. So as the defending champion of this podcast, something I take very Of the seriously. worst take or what? Of the hottest what did, take. What did you <laughs> say? Well, the minus, boldest minus. take is the actual specification. My, uh, I was on a great run last year, too. I really thought it was going to happen. I predicted that Europeans, four different Europeans, were going to win all four majors. And I thought it was going to happen until the Masters rolled around. So <laughs> it didn't a, happen until it, the So British defending season. champion, I guess being right has nothing to do with being this the spiciest. Stop being so. bold. Yeah. Okay, it's about attacking. So I think this year, it's going to be a big one. It's going to be something's going to happen on tour that we've all been waiting for. I think this year, we're going to see our first fist fight. Yes. On the PGA <laughs> yes. I think the wagons have been circling in this direction for a while. It's okay? all simmering. It's all we, simmering, Luke. It's all simmering. You can sort of feel it happening. Okay. We've got the DJ versus Brooks Ryder Cup Ooh. kerfuffle. Remember all that? Just recently, we had the Cam Smith, Patrick Reed shoulder barge mm-hmm. incident. And then, of course, we had the Jimenez versus Keegan match play showdown. So, you know, it's trending in this direction. I think the, the era Don't of... forget Brooks and Bryson dropping putters in the putting green. That's oh. right, dropping putters. You know, I think the era of rule... Mike Davis and Jungle Bird. Jungle Bird. That was, <laughs> that, that was probably as close as we've come. A yeah, choke slam into yeah. the bunker. So, you know, it's definitely trending this way. I think that the times of rule friends sort of coming to an end as okay. these guys... Well, are, obviously we have hmm. to press forward with this. We're going to ask for details on who is involved in this fist fight. So I have a couple names I want to throw <laughs> out to the group. 
Uh, Bryson's sort of the obvious pick, right? He's got the slow play. He's kind of beefed up. He looks like maybe a touch more aggressive nowadays. He yeah. was the a winner of, of uh, a lot of testosterone now. Co-winner of the Golf.com Anonymous Tour Poll Least Favorite Playing Partner Award. So Yeah, yeah. So Bryson's won. Brooks, obviously, sort of a meathead, right? It looks like he's always ready to... Looks like he's always <laughs> ready. Well, remember... Part of the addendum to Brooks and Bryson dropping putters was that they both called into Michael Collins' radio show, and Bryson said, yeah, Brooks would kick my ass. So I think the thought of them yeah, fighting is already just, real. Then what did that, Bryson that do after that? He went and put on 30 pounds of muscle. What if this is all? <laughs> muscle if, might be generous. But. What if this is all just because he wants to, you know, have stack up better against Brooks? Yeah, maybe maybe this is like, you know, how boxers bulk up before a big fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe this is what's driving Bryson to do that. Any other names? Yeah, oh, hold on, hold on. Brooks, Brooks, DJ. I'm sure we've talked about this at some point. You, you throw him in steel cage. Who comes out? <laughs> oh, Brooks. Yeah, who wins? Brooks. DJ's uh, too yeah. lethargic. DJ's he's, too la- he's lanky. He's got a reach. He's got better reach. Stronger than. Yeah, he could just he put his hand on his head on oh, TV. Wow. I would say he's also DJ's bigger. One of the guys that DJ's is bigger than I would have thought. Six four. Brooks is probably six one. No, maybe six, six feet. feet. At the most, I would say. Brooks would like try to attack. I think Brooks is like the man to beat. I do think you could maybe put up a fight for like an Appy Barn rat over, over, you know, he he sort of has so much mass. It might be hard to sort of topple him. Isn't he like 5'8"? Yeah, but he's, you know, he's got, he's he's got low center of gravity. I think that's well said. Or not even tight. Mike Tyson was probably like, Five, exactly. five, Mike Tyson this is the first Appy podcast to compare same. Mike Tyson and Appy Barnard. I guarantee you that. <laughs> so, you know, Patrick Reed's an obvious guy who could be in the mix, too. Sort of got one of those I kind of, I think, we, I sh- we should appeal to you with this. It's got to be like American versus Euro. You know what, too? I, I did want to throw out Eddie one. Pepperell versus Oh, Pepperell's a good or But, you know, there is a left field guy out there. I could, I could see Greg Norman getting into the mix. Whoa. In like <laughs> you know, a pro-am? Still, still like a you know, very good shape. The shark shootout. Kind of loves a spicy take. Takes on new meaning. Exactly. Well, That is bold. I friends. do like that. That is as bold as anyone has gone thus far in this podcast. Does Slugger White like interject? Who, no, he's the, he's the guy in the middle announcing. He, okay. In the right corner. Okay. I want to know where this happens also. I'm kind of picturing like late. Like, you know, they play those pool play matches that don't matter at the end of the uh, Ooh, match, match play. play? That, that kind of seems like the right venue for it. Just meaningless. Tensions are high. Someone doesn't give a, a one-footer. I see Rory, Rory Sabatini being likely involved. You know, Sergio and Kucher could have come to brawl this earlier at the match yeah, play. Sergio. Yeah, sure. that's right. Sergio definitely, definitely want to consider. That is a great bowl prediction. And the idea of Sergio is a perfect segue to Josh Burhaus, bold prediction for 2020. We need some rainbows and unicorns at this point. <laughs> so I was <laughs> told, to I was told that the U.S. getting crushed in the Ryder Cup at Whistling Straits, and then just the wheels falling off, everyone throwing everyone under the bus, was not bold enough. I was told Spieth winning the Masters was not bold enough. That oh. one I kind of get. <laughs> um, okay, that was, that was bad. Um, Ricky winning a major, we've had that a thousand times. Yeah, Might not happen. That's lame. So I dug deep, and here's the bold prediction. Sergio Garcia in 2020 will behave. <laughs> oh. Sergio, Sergio Garcia will be on the nice list. He will not cause any trouble. He will not, he will not scuff up any greens. He will not throw any golf clubs at caddies. No fist fights. Such not, a low standard for him. I mean, let's just hold on before you think. What were we right about? First of all, real bold, Josh. Well, let's look back at Sergio's year in case you guys forgot. February, 
intentionally damaging greens at the Saudi International. He drug his sole of the sh- of his shoe, if you remember, and that got mm-hmm. him DQ'd. Also, there he had that bunker tantrum, which was amazing. Epic. That was a big amazing. Week. Looked like me when I was eleven. Um, <laughs> WGC match play. That's when he uh, he swiped the ball before Kucher could concede it, and then he told Kucher like, "Oh, well, maybe you can concede a hole yeah. that we have coming here." Then a few days, like a day or two later, they have that awkward like golf cart like arm around each other like yeah. apology thing. Yeah, you pre- know, that was just the so weird. Makeup, yeah. Okay, let's fast forward. Mid-July, care- carelessly tosses his driver at his caddy at the Open. Mm. Um, someone caught that on Instagram and shared it, I think, after the Open. And then late July, FedEx St. Jude, he had that bad drive, and then he had that big mm. swing and knocked some uh, big chunk of turf mm-hmm. out of the tee. So here's the deal. Sergio, he's 40 in January. I think it's January 8th. Okay. I think he turns 40. I mean, they have uh, he and Angela, baby boy, coming in April. Mm-hmm. That's two kids now. Um, his life's gonna change. You can't just can't just be this old Sergio of you know of old all the time. I think you gotta you gotta mature a little bit, and so Sergio is not gonna get in trouble. Yeah, I think it's more <laughs> the bold prediction is that Sergio will mature, not so much behave. They're, they're kind of intertwined, but it's that he will stop being so childish. Well, but haven't we been saying that for like ten years? Maybe that's why. And, that's bold. that's every, why this every, is so bold. <laughs> every time he wins, it's like it's the new Sergio. When he won the Masters, he'll yeah. do a nice interview with some magazine or something and then it's you know this is he's resetting this is we're gonna see the, the new guy and then can yeah, he post masters it was like forget it right new this is new this man. is like a new playing field and now here we are talking about this so you, you know, think so I, no chance he will not he can i don't think he's capable he's not capable no. of maturing no not not in the not in a competitive orbit no well for better or for worse. So I just that's, I wanted to make sure I didn't forget up. anything. So I did a little research, you know, trying to remember everything that happened with them. I kind of forgot. I almost forgot the conceding, uh, conceding the putt or grabbing the putt at the match play. But he actually, um, we we forget how much this guy did. Like, yeah. it goes way way back. You know, yeah. the middle fingers, the <laughs> uh, the middle fingers, the comments about Tiger. You know, he picked up his club in his bag when I was in my swing. Like it, it fried was chicken, so, fried chicken. It goes so far back. Spitting yeah. in the cup. Spitting in the cup. I mean, we could go on forever. Yeah, he does have quite the rap sheet now that you're. Yeah, really yeah. Like, and you know what? In September of next year, you'll be supporting him, Luke. <laughs> so here's the deal. We're only gonna <laughs> That's have. That's right. You go, this time next year, you go to golf.com. We're only gonna have a couple Sergio <laughs> stories. You want to know why? Because he was a good guy. He didn't get in trouble. It's just gonna be. He might win a European tour event here or there. You know, maybe, maybe do something funny that we blog about, but we're not going to do any Sergio. Will he make bunker, a splashy? Meltdown, anything like that? Will Will his niceness, his maturity, will it manifest in a big way that you can predict? Like, will Will he do some like toy drive at the match play? Or like, will Ooh. Will there be something that Sergio does? You're like, you know what? That's it. He's finally a a respectable forty year old man. Will he get the PGA Tour kid running from under the ropes to you know practice More than round? That. That's not enough to give a signed glove. <laughs> I'm not sure he makes it past the Saudi International this year. He's going there. He's not even getting an appearance fee. He's going to get criticized. He's going to get asked questions and questions. So he might make a splash, another splash in a bunker there. Josh, do you have anything to point to that he will do, or would have a have what do you mean that he will do like that? So well, goodwill. No, but more the the bigger question is: Would it have a positive impact on his game, or potentially no. a negative one? Right? If he's mm. soft, Sergio is just like a worse ball striker. Exactly. It's like Reed, right? And the theory is Reed's better when he's well, Ra- yesterday. But you know, Rom said that he's kind of like that. He needs to ex- he needs to yeah. 
he needs to let that energy out a little bit you know he needs to unleash it a little bit so he can kind of you know lay back a little bit and be a little more calm on the course which still not very calm all right is he gonna need a pick to get on the team Ryder cup team i just and if let's let's assume he does is is it a is it a layup or does he actually need to be playing well he is he is one of the five best Ryder cuppers of all time right i think that's all you need to, to hear it's like well, Colin Montgomery and Nick some... Faldo and Sergio are the greatest European Ryder Cuppers of all time. Right, but when he's fifty-five, you're gonna be saying that. Like, is he, of course, he, he's got a couple of years here where he's got he's still got I think, room to play with. Yes, would I'd you say, agree with that? I must say, I was against a Sergio pick last time around, yeah. um, and he balled and out. he balled out exactly. Uh, I do think uh, I sort of think the way these things work is that if you're a good Ryder Cupper, you get a pick until you have a bad Ryder Cup as a pick. Does that mm. make sense? So in like, Europe, you do, yeah. Yeah, in Europe, you do. Yeah, so it clearly works. Uh, uh, and, um, but yeah, you know, like, it, and I was reminded of the Lee Westwood captain's pick a few years back. You know, he sort of had no business being on that team. He, he, he was given a captain's pick, just played atrociously, mm. and there was no buzz around that last time around. So yeah. I think that he basically, that's sort of the way things generally work. I think this is pretty bold, Josh. I'm not going to go out there and say it's the most bold of this roundtable, but it, that you know, that's probably the one I believe in the least. So, <laughs> wow. I think I Let's feel like that's the that makes it the boldest. Yeah. Then. All right. Uh, final bold prediction comes from me. I think we've all done a pretty good job here. Uh, this one's out there. I don't really believe this will happen. Oh but no. That's part of the reason uh, you have to present it. Brendan Todd wins a major. Oh, boy. Uh, Everyone's favorite fall series, Journeyman. (laughs) (laughs) You seem bored. I'm going to tell you which major he's going to win, too. Which one, Sean? The 2020 U.S. Open at Winged Foot. What? Why Winged Foot, Sean? (laughs) Because the first time he ever finished in the top 20 at a major, it was at the U.S. Open in 2014. That was when Brendan Todd was, like, ascending to his peak. We have since learned he has a... Terrible, terrible valley. But his new peak, <laughs> his new peak is like even Man. higher than we once thought it originally was. The guy went and won in Bermuda, the inaugural Bermuda event. Then everyone got so excited, like this dude beat the Shanks. He won on the PGA Tour. All the media attention. He won again. Like he handled all the attention of everyone in the golf world talking about him. He said, "Screw that! I'm winning again." Yeah, then he went fall. out. Then he went out and won almost another third for the st- third straight time at the RSM. Mm-hmm. Brendan Todd is a killer. He's a sneaky, soft killer, and he is going Dude, to for pick a guy who the, always the talks about recency bias. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, this is a discouraging take. <laughs> yeah, it's not like, bold. I mean, he just got hot for two weeks and like it's he's, old. he's one, it's highly unrealistic. Go yeah, ahead. and it's like extremely recent. So I thought you were going to steal my Matt Wallace is going to win the Masters take, which of course is going to happen. No one wants to co-opt that take. <laughs> he needs to settle down too. You know, we're, about Sergio, Matt Wallace is like a Sergio. <laughs> he's next it. up on the list. Got to cool it. Bold so. takes and bad takes, I think, are very close neighbors, and I feel I'm <laughs> sensing a little bit of like res- resistance to this take. So no one really cares to talk about Brendan Todd. The Bermuda Championship, Port Royal, and Winged Foot are not like courses that I think of as being similar <laughs> setups to win on. Ooh, I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, okay, well, I mean, if no one wants to even entertain the idea of the craziness that would happen. I mean, Brendan Todd. Bermuda Mayakoba. 
He's more of a vacation destination yeah. guy. <laughs> I think everyone else was taking City. a vacation. New York City, sea Island, Island Playa del Carmen, Bermuda. The only thing is, all this seems to suggest that this is indeed like the boldest take. That if we're all disagreeing with it, if we're all sitting here agreeing, it's boring it. though. I mean, yeah. the, the, the perfect line. recipe, yes. But, to Listen, win this I, podcast is to get bold and to have other people believe in you, and for that I've failed. I, I do think I do think we're due for a quote unquote no, no name uh, major winner. Yes, like that used to happen with a decent amount of frequency, and it's been a long time. Who, 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 was, the, who was the last? One? No one, no one uh, coolest one there. Who would qualify? Who, I mean, I need to look. Tazen, I mean, Singh. you could say it's flagrant. You could almost say Willett, but if you were plugged in the golf, you knew Willett was kind well, of an up-and-comer. Willett was like a top oh, yeah, 15 yeah, yeah, yeah. player yeah. in no, the no, world. No, no, yeah. no. Your average golf fan, no. I would say, did not know Danny Willett. Yeah, no, that's true. That's well, true. you remember somebody predicted that Masters win. Alan Bassable. holding a microphone. Alan Bassable. Is that right? Danny Willett, his dark horse. Uh, I don't think he said he would win, but he called him his dark horse that week. Wow. Honestly, you go way back. Like, I'm looking at major winners right now. Willett, Schwartzel? Willett qualifies well, for sure. Schwartzel was not. I don't think. Yeah. Well, Willett wasn't he literally like number twelve or something? Yeah, no, no, I think your average golf fan didn't know who Danny Willett was. Right. That's that's. Kind I of wouldn't I mean. categorize that as like an unknown. Right. Right. You know, Sean McKeel type. Uh, the last one, like the true Keegan. But he, yeah. was, he was, there was probably ranked pretty he high. Top I just wanted to get the obligatory Keegan Bradley <laughs> reference in for the podcast. Darren Clark, for sure. I mean, obviously a household name, but like. Off the wall. As yeah. far as. But let's see. You got to go further back. Trevor Immelman winning the Masters. You got uh, Y.E. Yang. Y.E. Yang. Yeah. Yeah, Y.E. Especially the way he did it. Okay. Over a decade ago. So, 2009. Yeah, like when was the we're last due. time we were, we're, we're, we're in the major room. We were in the major room saying. Who is this guy? And I think Wai Yang certainly fits that. Okay. Yeah. What's funny is that always seems to happen, like, first round, second round, like, where's this guy coming from? Like, Scotty Scheffler or something, you and know? Then and then it's real. all of a sudden, like, the cream always rises to the top of those big events. It's just astonishing how much has happened in the last several years at majors. Remember when Padraig Harrington won three majors in seven attempts? <laughs> Fondly, yeah. I really do. Uh, all right. Well, to wrap this thing up, let's have Luke just share your adjacent, your... Your honorable mention takes that you, I know you prepared. Oh, my honorable mention. Well, of course, Matt Wallace winning the Masters. Okay. It's going to happen. I think uh, I think John Rahm will get to world number one. Okay. Um, not, not, not Next year? Next Snooze. year, yeah. I think he'll, he'll get to world number one. I don't know if he'll end the year on world number one. You know, I do have a... Uh, Are these all European uh, takes? Uh, <laughs> number three player in the world right now. <laughs> I must... I'm what a bold one. You know, this, I, I do want to highlight, this wasn't my actual take. This is just a bonus. Yeah, these are the, yeah. Send us home. Just a bonus. Cutting room take. floor here. I sort of think we're due for a big old Brooks Kepka recession too, a, a, a big old regression to the Aren't moon. Are we from in Brooks. it? Me- I mean, meaning what? In meaning months. no. Yeah. T- so of course he's still a good player, but I sort of wonder if we're going to see a major top five from Brooks this time around. I kind of think that I it could, zero of those, z- zero of those All this year. year. Yeah, that's sort of what I'm. I'm, I'm, hmm. so I'm wondering about that. Should tell him you said that. I was gonna say something <laughs> like that. But I, should, I, I should tell him Bryson said huh? that and get my take to come. Big drop zone guy. He's he's definitely listening. DK, that's right. Um, All right, guys. Well, thank you. If you had to vote, you cannot vote for yourself. Point in the room to which one that you thought was most bold and believable. I mean, it's got to be Luke's, right? Oh, but I, well, the bold and believable are different things. Bold <laughs> and believable. Hideki wins gold. Rory wins silver. Tiger wins bronze. Yeah. Tiger doesn't even play the Olympics. Nor does he play one of the majors. Sergio behaves. Brendan Todd 
wins a major, and in fact, he wins the U.S. Open wing foot. Luke has that. Someone's going to punch someone. Yeah, I think uh, if I can't vote for myself, I think Sean's Brendan Todd All prediction. Right. Brendan Todd, if- Dylan, you're up. I'm going to take Josh's. I think Sergio could could stay under the radar enough and just kind of figure it out. All right, Alan. Uh, I'm going to vote for myself. Josh? You can't vote for yourself. Wow. Oh, sorry. Typical um, Alan. <laughs> I'm going to take uh, – I'm going to take Luke's just because it's the most fun to talk about. Josh? Uh, yeah, Luke's is the boldest. It's not going to happen. Um, you guys, let's say a little scuffle in the putting green. What's what? What is that? D or suspension, PJ tour wise? That a year? Three weeks. Three you know, weeks. You know, it'd be awesome if Sergio's part of that fist fight. Then we not only does by breaking your, it up. No, no, no. <laughs> not only does does uh, oh. Luke's take it elevated. Burhouse would get eliminated. Would get I'm eliminated run. in one Busts one action. Josh, yeah. yeah, especially if he, if if Sergio fights Tiger, hurts Tiger, he can't perform in a major. Yours goes yeah. true. Or it happens see... at Wingfoot and he takes out Brennan Todd on the back nine. <laughs> I want to see Sergio v. Hideki. This is prediction inception. Josh, which was most bold and believable? No, I said Luke was the Luke's? most bold. All right, I'm going to go with Luke too. I really appreciated a little variety here. That's it for the Bold Predictions podcast. If any of these come true, you have to subscribe and rate us five out of five stars. Five stars. All right, major thanks to all those gents. Uh, some inspiring predictions for 2020. Really not sure which one I want to have happen the most. Probably the fist fight, but we'll see. Thank you all for listening to the Drop Zone this year. I know, uh, speaking on behalf of Dylan and myself, you guys make it a lot of fun for us. So you need to continue reaching out on Twitter, on Instagram, wherever the hell you can get a hold of us. Not only that, you need to subscribe, download, resubscribe, do whatever you got to do. Hit all the buttons on iTunes. That keeps us in business. We need that. We're going to go to a bunch of fun places in 2020. We're already talking about various trips to take this podcast. People to talk to, all the things we want to do. That happens when you guys support us. And it's really simple. Just use your thumbs on your phone. We'll see you in 2020.